Hello, you are listening to the Nourish Gut Podcast. This space is for the woman who is suffering from digestive issues like IBS and SIBO. I am your host, Carly Raven. I am a naturopath, clinical nutritionist, gut health expert, and mother. My mission is to help educate you about IBS and SIBO and take you on a journey to resolving your digestive issues. I will have real conversations and give you solutions that I know actually work. So if you're ready to be bloat-free, poo better, have more energy and become free from the fear of food, then you are in the right place. Hello and welcome back to another episode on the Nourish Gut podcast. I'm really excited uh, to be talking about histamine intolerance and SIBO today. It's something that I have dived quite deep into over the last month and I've actually just completed an entire module on this for the practitioners who were doing my level two advanced uh, mentoring program Uh, because it's something that comes up quite frequently, you know, when we're looking at patients with IBS and SIBO, histamine can be a really big problem for these patients um, and histamine intolerance. But what I've actually started to look at and find is that it's actually got a lot to do with what's happening in our gut from a bacterial point of view. So I thought it was only fitting to jump on here and do this podcast for you guys and share some information about histamine intolerance and SIBO because you may have this going on and not even realize it. So what's actually happening is you can get an excess of histamine in your body and this is commonly due to an impaired breakdown of histamine. So this can occur in dysbiosis and and, and SIBO um, or when there's insufficient good bacteria that is actually there in your gut to break it down. Um, You can also have like a dominance of histamine producing bacteria that are feeding and producing a lot of actual histamine um, in the small bowel rather than where they should be hanging out, which is the large intestine. Um, And then when that food has already been digested and also largely absorbed, that's all occurring in the large intestine. Uh, It can also involve or be due to an overactivation of immune cells, in particular mast cells. Um, And there are also some genetic defects and uh, impaired methylation that's involved in this condition um, or presentation for patients. So when it comes to histamine intolerance, the excess of histamine will present with different symptoms. So headaches, vertigo, uh, hypertension, urticaria which is like skin issues and itchiness you could have nose congestion uh, dysmenorrhea because of the impact that histamine and estrogen which is a female reproductive hormone have nausea vomiting uh, sleep issues so disruption to your circadian rhythm diarrhea stomach pains cramping um, and also sneezing so you can see there that it has a really big systemic effect but it also a lot of those symptoms are related to the digestive system so when we start to look at some of these underlying we call them mechanisms of action so what's actually happening in the body that's causing these symptoms or these processes to occur They are really extensive when it comes to histamine excess or intolerance. Um, It's got to do with your neurotransmitters being released, vasodilation, mucus secretion in the gut, increased estrogen pathways being upregulated, smooth muscle constrictions, there's increased gastric acid secretion. 
Um, and then even, you know, immune involvement in particular with your bone marrow and then mast cell secretion, histamine production and leukocytes. So now we're starting to talk about the immune system. So it's really complex. It stretches over multi-systems. Um, so it's no wonder that, you know, when all of these mechanisms of action are occurring as to why we would be seeing uh, those symptoms present um, in, in patients or in you. So when we actually start to look at, well, what would trigger histamine, there's quite a few. So it can be allergens, bacteria, viruses, parasites, stress and cortisol or adrenaline upregulation, chemicals from our environment, even pressure, uh, vibration and heat and cold. So that's really interesting um, when you start to look at, you know, how many things might actually be, you know, contributing and um, creating this cascade to happen. The really big thing I wanted to talk about today was actually the relationship between histamine intolerance and your gut. So what we've actually been able to find is that there's an impaired histamine metabolism um, and it can actually play a role in the pathogenesis of uh, gut issues, including food intolerances and SIBO and IBS and IBD. So there's actually this increased mucus secretion causing these symptoms, and that's specifically things like diarrhea, stomach acid, nausea, um, and even like flatulence um, and, and foul body odor, which really, really fascinating. So I really want to kind of talk today about or, or shine a light on the deeper issue that might be going on. And if you're someone who presents with those symptoms or you've been told that you have histamine intolerance and you haven't had your gut issues fixed, then that actually may be the root cause of what's going on. Um, so please make sure that you're considering or that your health professional is considering gut dysbiosis, so the bacteria living in your gut, potential intestinal hyperpermeability and, and leaky gut and then of course SIBO which has more got to do with uh, the small intestine and things that might be going on. So the dysbiosis part of this is really complex. There's lots of different strains of bacteria that can hang out in your gut. You can actually have histamine producing bacteria. And when you get this buildup of excess histamine being produced in the gut, it's really, really pro-inflammatory and you get an increased production of what's called a lipopolysaccharide. And this has all got to do now with even more inflammatory cytokine production, immune activation, and this is where we start to see the issue happening and the connection between all of them happening. So, you know, we know that histamine can also be produced by bacteria and yeast. So, for example, fermented foods. And there's so much research to show that um, the microbes within the human gut can also produce, regulate and degrade histamine. So not only do we have histamine producing bacteria in our gut, we also have these clever little soldiers or mechanisms occurring in our gut that can kind of degrade it and, and keep it under control so knowing which bacteria and uh, what to do for the patients or what would be causing this is really really key and this is what I do with my patients and um, what I'm specifically mentoring my uh, the practitioners in the program on so I want to quickly talk about Klebsiella for a moment because this is a typical pathogen that can come up on testing and it's uh, correlated with SIBO, but it's actually also been found to be one of the main histamine producing um, strains. So I would say if you've ever had uh, Klebsiella coming up on your testing, um, then I would be really kind of considering, you know, how much histamine is being produced. Um, you know, is there SIBO going on? 
is the, you know your issue histamine intolerance and SIBO and if you go in and correct that dysbiosis remove Klebsiella address the SIBO that might be going on your histamine intolerance or allergies and systemic symptoms may actually also reduce so that's a really big one to um, to look at and it's a gram uh, negative bacterium part of what I call the proteobacteria phylum and we do not want these to be overgrown because they pose the most issue to our gastrointestinal system so it is really important to try and keep them you know as minimal as possible um, so doing functional microbiome testing um, that will come up on on testing so you can talk to your healthcare professional in particular a naturopath will be able to run these testing for you um, it's one of the things that i do within my nourish gut program um, so you're more than welcome to go and check that out um, and get in contact with me if you want to work with me on my Nourish Gut program. Um, but many, many naturopaths are able to run different tests and Klebsiella will come up on many of them as well. Um, there was actually a dysbiosis study done um, and I just wanted to talk a little bit about this because what they actually found was um, that the study actually had 64 participants, um, including eight with a DAO deficiency, which has got to do more with the histamine intolerance as well. This is kind of a separate thing that you need to take into consideration with histamine intolerance. And 25 had histamine intolerance out of those 64 participants um, without the DAO deficiency. Um, so I think that really highlights to us that, um, you know, it's not just this DAO um, deficiency that's going on. So a lot of focus and highlight, highlight in, from a clinical sense is put on that, you know, and there's a lot of, you know, focus done on reducing that or supporting that uh, deficiency to get better outcomes with histamine intolerant patients. But, you know, we can clearly see that something else is going on as well. And then when they went on and actually did microbiome analysis with these people, they actually showed that histamine intolerant group had significant suggestive um, pictures of dysbiosis and intestinal barrier dysfunction. So I found that a really fascinating study, highlighting what I've already been talking to you guys about, you know, digging deeper. You know, I just, I'm so passionate about our gut microbiome and the ecosystem because it extends and impact so much like we don't even really realize like you know we don't always think oh i've got a food intolerance it's because of a bacterial imbalance in my gut we just think it's because of the food so i really hope today is also showing you that you know if you're having high histamine foods like fermented foods and sauerkrauts and kombuchas and you know aged products like cheeses or alcohol and you react to these that it could actually be more about the bacteria that are reacting and um, the processes that are occurring in your gut to those foods. Sure, that food is amplifying the process, so removing them is definitely going to make you feel better. But in terms of long-term speaking, you're never going to be able to eat those foods if you don't address the underlying cause of what's going on. Um, so when it comes to kind of treatment strategies, I want to kind of wrap up today and talk about that because I think it's really important about, well, you know, if you think this is going on, what you should do. The first step would be working with a naturopath or a trained um, gut health expert um, so that they can test for SIBO and treat SIBO efficiently if you are positive. Um, you can definitely consider, you know, going on a SIBO specific 
food plan um, or even like lowering um, histamine specific foods to trial and see if that um, is helpful um, and you can even do like food elimination and rechallenge. but obviously working with a practitioner to help you with that is really important because you want to make sure that you're actually seeing the right response and not getting even more confused and eliminating more and more and more food so i highly recommend working with someone who's trained and knowledgeable in this area it's definitely important to target that that gut heal the gut um, and change the state of the the bacteria to make it more favorable Um, and then in this sense we're talking about SIBO which is in the small intestine that needs to be addressed but we also need to be looking at the large intestine because there can be stuff going on there that is also not helpful um, and upregulation of histamine um, and with excess histamine producing bacteria sorry you also want to look at stabilizing the mast cells uh, supporting detoxification pathways um, as well so you know a bit of a holistic plan including you know different therapies and probiotics and prebiotics and diet and challenges and things like that so i think it's really important to work with practitioners because they're the ones who are going to be trained in you know knowing what to look for and what specific species and there are even some um probiotics um that you can take that can make it worse so you may be taking a probiotic strain that actually uh can upregulate histamine production so sometimes it's not as simple as just self-treating or you know taking a one-size-fits-all protocol or program and things like that so i really do advocate for personalized healthcare, um so that you know you can get that specific help and the and, and the training um sorry not the training but the the treatment that um that's going to create a better response um and it is important like when we think about probiotics because they're so powerful and if they're going to be fueling what's going on as well you definitely want to look out for that um yeah i think that's all i kind of want to leave it there um i think it's a really big topic there's so much more and so much more depth that we can kind of add if you're a practitioner and you want to learn more um you can definitely get in contact with me about my upcoming next round of the level two um, training otherwise you can um, sign up now to the level one course that's available anytime and it's self-study but if you want more live mentoring where we go through cases and things like that then you can um, get in contact because we're going to open the doors to that soon if you're a patient i would love to chat to you let me know um, if you need any help um, and yeah you can come on and i'll work with you by the program and we can get all of this sorted out um, yeah if you have any questions like just message me like i'm more than happy to start up a conversation i hang out on instagram quite a lot um i love a sneaky dm so <laughs> um i hang out there more than my emails just you know i like reading stories uh looking at stories of my friends and fellow naturopaths so you'll get a quick response there cool well hopefully that's been educational and enlightening and if you're somebody who feels like this could be going on for you you know this could be better within four to six months so you've got nothing stop wasting time just take action and get it sorted i'll speak to you soon bye did you like what you heard leave us a review if you'd like to learn more about my Nourish Gut program or the Nourish Gut Kids membership, head over to my website. Would you like to be a part of a community that gets it? 
join our Facebook group, Nourish Gut Community, or come and follow me over on Instagram. All of these links can be found in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time on the Nourish Gut Podcast. Thank you.